0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Out podcast. We are now in episode 6 or podcast 6. Today is the 29th of August, and we are recording about uh, five hours before the United uh, versus Wolves game. And uh, it's been a kind of rollercoaster week for us United fans, Uh, several transfers, but one has really Captured our imagination and nostalgia and whatnot, which is the signing of Cristiano Ronaldo. So, that is what we'll be talking about today. And a few of the transfers, updates on PAP and also the FPL teams. And uh, to discuss that, uh, we have with us here today Tejas.
1: Hello. Welcome back to the next sixth episode. How was your week, Tejas? My week. Uh it was at first uh very disappointing and sad when all the news was about uh no first it was very disappointing and sad with the the game that we had. And uh then after that it was even worse when the news came out that City are about to sign Ronaldo and Ronaldo's planning to go to City and then the whole fan base turned against Ronaldo and I won't lie, I did too. I was I was really pissed off and uh, then finally when we suddenly got news that United are trying to hijack the deal, etc. Yeah, that's when things got a lot better and the week went amazing.
0: Yeah. So right about at the end of the week, I think it was Friday when the news broke in the morning. And the day before, it was all uh, Ronaldo to City, Ronaldo to City. And uh, suddenly, within 24 hours, the announcement was made. So,
1: yep. Yeah, incredible. And then all the news came out about how the ex-United players were, you know, messaging Ronaldo and Solskjaer came out and said that, you know, if you've played for United, you can't play for City. It's simple as that. The professional would be still. And Rooney came out with a statement as well. And Ferdinand contacted uh, Ronaldo. Ebra contacted Ronaldo. Then apparently even... So I was focused contacted. Was some, I read somewhere that, uh, you know, the ex-United players messaged him and... Uh, They pulled at his heartstrings and then he was decided, yeah, okay, I'm going to United. I think it's possibly that uh, United weren't planning on purchasing him. And then when I think the fan reaction and uh, the outcry that was come even before, even just with the rumours of him signing for City, I think that's when United decided, okay, we need to step in. And I think if there was any choice that Ronaldo had between City and United, he would definitely have chosen United for sure. And I think once the choice was there, City just backed out. Yeah, it was. it's really exciting. Let's. I mean, he, he is 36, but he is signing for two years. And, you know, he still gets goals. So I think he was, one of, was he the top scorer in Serie A?
0: Yeah,
1: he was. So, yeah. So, I mean, Ronaldo brings goals. It's simple as that. Oh, and apparently when Bruno was there, so he was agent Bruno. He was also pushing for the deal and contacted the manager. So yeah, it's all exciting. Suddenly, when the news is there, and I think this was also the biggest announcement ever in sporting. Uh, in sporting, yeah. because uh, it got the most likes in Twi- on Twitter as well as on uh, Instagram. The
0: announced are happy.
1: Yeah, the Glazers are happy. I think. Yeah, I think that's another reason why Glazers opened their pockets, because they knew how big a deal it would be, brand-wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it's excellent for all parties, uh, apart from maybe if Ronaldo still has the... I mean, he would want to go to a place where he, he is guaranteed to win, right? But uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of encouraging to see that he has chosen to come to man united where he isn't really guaranteed that but it's it's a challenge that he'll take up and he wants to he he, he would want to lead the team towards victory, a sort of a trophy and things like that so if, if you think right. we are leaving juventus i mean leaving juventus in a scenario in which syria is right now where inter are, not, are rebuilding milan have been rebuilding for so long the team that comes third atlanta are probably going to be third again because they really don't have that i mean they're not going to be able to compete with ua so he was kind of guaranteed a syria uh a victory uh the manager i think allegory is back over there so what so in such a scenario maybe f- for a player who had not had a history with man united it would make a lot more sense to go to City. But uh, I think in the end, that that pull was there. Uh, The pull from the club, uh, I'm sure Ronaldo would like United more. And as you were saying, the ex-players, Sir Alex, I'm sure they've all had a word and told him that. I mean, I also read somewhere that United players told him that it would tarnish his legacy at United, which it would would by a long way. It's not like uh, Peter Schmeichel leaving and then going there during his latter years, and then you, you kind of forgive that. And it wasn't that City back then were competing and you know, rivaling us right. for the league or something like that. But this is like positions one and two last year, so that is why I think it, it had a larger meaning to it this time.
1: You're right, and he's still like a really big player. So if he went to our rival team and strengthened them so much, then that's when it would have hurt even more. And yeah, it would have definitely tarnished his legacy. I think the whole fan base was almost turning on him because of this. And He would have ruined his legacy. And I'm sure even Sir Alex Ferguson would have been so disappointed if that did happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so so it, he...
1: it,
0: it, w- it would have been a bit like, uh, obviously, on a smaller scale. Because uh, it would have been a bit like Frank Lampard, how he went back on loan to City for a while. After playing for Chelsea for so long, but it was still, you know, Frank Lampard, who had left Chelsea a couple of years ago, played in the MLS and then come back because City were the only people giving an opportunity. They the MLS, I think it was New York City FC, uh, and the Manchester City. They have some links and things like that. But okay, yeah, I I mean it just feels a lot bigger than that it is it is, because, it is a yeah. lot bigger yeah i mean i can't explain why but
1: yeah it's the same city have,
0: uh, yeah probably if lampard decided to go to something like arsenal or tottenham it would have been as big a deal true yeah.
1: but lampard i mean what how old was he when he did he made that
0: move yeah he, he, lampard would have been around 36 as well okay yeah
1: but yeah, i mean but lampard at 36 and ronaldo at 36 is still not the same
0: Anyway. yeah exactly i mean the the it's the the level of the player is still higher yeah. and it's not like a direct direct arrival so
1: right even though it's been twelve years since he's gone, but the legacy the he created united is still huge and a lot of his fan base is you know our united uh, fans itself yeah so and uh he would have lost almost probably half his fan base.
0: <laughs> the fans still sing his name.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It, his, 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 uh, he's there in Bruno's chant right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which <laughs> the fans yeah. were going to take out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, which the fans were going to take out. Yeah, so yeah he, he does have a big role. And yeah, so are you excited to see him? Where do you think he'll play?
0: How do you I think, think it will shape up? It'll probably be up front, uh, right? Like a center forward uh, role, and he will drift to the left to try and—I uh, mean—at least he'll try to get to the ball, make space for the other players. He will drift to the left. He will drift to the light. He's been doing that for a few years now. And uh, at Juve, I think they played in a front too, uh, generally for portugal they generally play a 433 or a 4231 where ronaldo is the center forward and uh, if they have a second center forward uh, coming in then ronaldo will shift to the left when they want to go a little more attacking yeah yeah the uh, uh, kind of uh, yeah kind of the cavani role except cavani is a lot more pressing and predatory whereas uh, ronaldo will be uh, more dribbly And uh, taking players on. But another
1: thing is that what I'm really excited about is the fact that we have someone who can really head the ball now, who you can aim for in crosses. We had Cavani for sure, but I think Ronaldo is just at another level.
0: Yeah, that's a big big plus. Uh, Having both Cavani and Ronaldo, it kind of at least you can ensure that any cross in the box is going to be uh challenged for well
1: yeah
0: and uh, if uh it's not even that they need to get the head on the ball at least it distracts the defenders right and maybe create space for other people so that sort of thing is uh yeah it's great I mean I think it's been a while since we had that after probably lukaku left uh,
1: yeah we had like Ibrahim for a while greenwood they aren't really. yeah dangerous, that dangerous in the air. Like yeah. I think in the last game as well, uh, Greenwood missed quite a clear opportunity on this head.
0: So yeah,
1: yeah. So you know we have some real danger in the air.
0: Yeah, we have more than one person with danger in the air. More than one person. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and if one other thing is that is uh, there to uh, train the others I and mean, a lot of other players will learn from him. So it's yeah, Greenwood learning from both Cavani and Ronaldo now, and Sancho Rashford, all of them learning from them. So yeah. that will be another, that's another big, big plus.
0: Yeah, there were already things uh, that people are saying that uh, Greenwood is learning a lot from Cavani, even though they don't speak the same language. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they speak bits and pieces, and they communicate with each other. But some things like that were improving uh Greenwood, and uh, it's it's really nice for them to have a player like that and I think Greenwood may be too young, but certainly Rashford, who is about our age slightly younger, would remember the days of Ronaldo Rooney and things like that. They're the kind of people who he would is have a big fan
1: of Ronaldo yeah he said so himself.
0: yeah I'm sure I mean most united players i mean united fans of that age would be fans right. Yeah. Apart from a few rare ones. Uh, Yeah, and of course, we know Bruno is a fan. Bruno shared an excellent uh, photo of uh, watching the television. I think that was made by one of the fan groups, United Stand or someone else, and then Bruno Mm. has uh, shared that uh, picture. So I'm sure even he'll benefit from playing beside him.
1: Definitely.
0: Bruno would have also. I'm quite sure he's a fan of Ronaldo and yeah, it's it's in, I don't know where it's come from. I would have never thought that it'll happen again, but he's back. And the whole, uh, yeah, the nostalgia of that period. So Ronaldo kind of represents, before it was Carrick who represented it, before that it was Rooney. I mean, whoever was there at the club. It kind of represents that period when we were the best in the world, United were best in the world. and Especially the 2008 season. Um, 2009, 10, 11 was a lot more Barcelona, but around 2007, 2008, it was very, very powerful and very, very strong, the United team. And that's what the, the, those are the kind of uh, memories that probably have created this excitement in me.
1: Yeah, I think, okay, we should move on to further transfers. I mean, we could speak, I mean, the whole podcast could be about Ronaldo, we could go on and on. Well, yeah. we have a lot to discuss. So the next yeah. transfer that we have Let's go to Lingard. Let's go to Lingard. you talk about Lingard. Right. Yeah, OK, Lingard. So Lingard is uh, to West Ham. Do you think that's going to happen?
0: It could happen. Um, uh, they haven't signed anyone else yet. I, ideally, I think they would want to go for a center forward, someone who can cover for uh, uh, Antonio but at the same time last season when Antonio was injured, they did play I think either one of Bowen or the other guy. I'm forgetting the name.
1: Whoever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So either Bowen uh Fanals. Funnals. Yeah, that could be. Um I don't know. Lingard is the kind of player... It looked like he, he needed the trust of the manager and it looked like he needed to uh, probably play some regular games. I mean, he can obviously get the trust of the manager and be uh, a sort of Ole Gun type of figure where you come on in games and make a difference. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I, do, I, I don't know uh, if uh, that would be the best for him at least. And uh, even if you just want someone who comes off from the bench and makes an impact, like I, I said, I've I listed on about five players already who are like mm. v- very very important, and I haven't even included names like say Donny Van de Beek yet. I haven't listed names who are you know maybe things like people like Anthony Elanga or something like that. So I think Lingard would be useful only if we have a couple of injuries or one or two. Yeah, I I guess if even even one injury to these five would mean we have to rely on people like Dan James or Anthony Martial or Lingard. And uh, so I I, I don't know. I don't think we can uh, offload. I don't know. Dan James may leave, but Martial will probably stay. And we'll still have options in such scenarios Again, he's a United Youth product, like we were discussing last time about Twan He's a United Youth product. We want him to do well. He's very likable, I mean, at least likable to some. Obviously, there are some social media antics, etc. His jolly nature, which are not liked by everyone. People want him to focus on the game, etc. But he's still, when he, <laughs> when he gets on the pitch, he works hard and he tries to give it his all. And that's what uh, some of us like a lot.
1: Yeah,
0: but again, yeah. I think it's 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 time for him to move on, and I think he can Whoa. do better things. That's just me.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> let's wait and watch, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and another player, uh, West Ham have got is Kurt Zuma, who's also moved on from Chelsea. I think he's gone for about thirty million, and we were just discussing a while ago that uh, I think that's a good price, and he's a very good player.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I think that's a really good signing for West Ham. And so far, West Ham has also been performing well in the Premier League. And they're further strengthening their team. And I think I mean, was also mentioning that uh, how they haven't yet gone for a forward. So it'll be interesting to see how... Uh, whether they are going to spend further on Lingard or on a forward, etc. But definitely, got Zuma is a really good signing.
0: Yeah, he'll also add to the aerial threat we were talking about earlier—the kind of right. thing which Socek offers. Uh, I think last season he did score a few goals in the beginning, and he may also become—he—he—he'll probably uh, make his way into the first eleven, and uh, maybe even make his way to our fantasy teams if he gets up. Uh, at the yep. end of some uh, set pieces, and uh, yeah. another player who has left uh, Chelsea, uh, Tammy Abraham has gone to Roma, and I think he started well. He started off with a couple of assists. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, that uh, Tani, that uh, forward space at Roma was vacated by Eden move to Milan, and I only learned about that recently when I looked at the Milan lineup, but. Um, that's uh, interesting. How I mean, I mean, we know Italian clubs just like to exchange forwards and take one from here and there, whatever. So that's happened again, and uh, looks like Tammy Abraham has gone to Roma to kind of rebuild his career.
1: I mean, yeah, I it can't make sense for him because now Chelsea have a really strong forward line. They have Werner, and then now they just brought in Lukaku. So the chance for the t- Tammy Abraham would have had much, much, much lower. It's pr- probably very unlikely that he gets a, even a game. So it makes sense for him as a player completely.
0: Yeah, he, was, uh, he wasn't He was getting any game time even last season, uh, yeah. even if there was no Lukaku. It was kind of weird how, uh, dif- despite not playing many games after two, I mean, I he only played in a couple of games after Tuchel uh, came into Chelsea. Uh, so that was about half a season, and he was still their top scorer. So that's it was kind of a weird situation, but I think it was on the cards that he gets a move, and uh, I think he's gotten a good move. Uh, despite moving to a Jose Mourinho team, uh, <laughs> he'll probably do well, I guess uh, he, he should. I mean, a lot of uh, forwards have gone to the Serie A and then learned. Uh, and honed know, attacking forward skills. Ibrahimovic in his old times. Uh, There have been numerous excellent forwards over there. Lukaku more recently. LUKAKU, yeah. Yeah. So probably that's the kind of route he'll be hoping to take and come back to the Premier League He's English. So Mm. probably that. And uh, so So moving,
1: moving to the other side of London, to another side, Harry Kane is staying at Spurs. Yes, and I think, yeah, considering, yeah, he was just too expensive, and Spurs were trying to keep him. So yeah, and he had a lot of lot lot of years left on his contract. So I yeah, I that's think another that, reason that was a big the reason. Mean, I think yeah.
0: that that yeah. kind of gave a power to Tanya Levy. When I mean, he can just say, "I'm going to hold out for this price," and then um uh, if they don't come in with that price then city can't have him or anybody else can't have him and in the end it seems like sort of against his wishes that he has to stay yeah it is what it is i guess uh, it's a bit bad for him but uh yeah. that was another part of the roller coaster week that we had where uh city were kind of denied uh, having Harry Kane and that was like a happy moment and then suddenly they were, there was news that City was signing Ronaldo. That was a sad moment again and then happy again. It was a yeah.
1: real roller rollercoaster. I, I think the number of uh, years left in the contract has played a major role in this transfer window especially because most of the big transfers we see either it's a person whose tra- contract has run out or it's uh, person who has like a year left on his contract. So like Messi, PSG signed so many whose contract had run out. Sancho had a year left. Ronaldo had a year left. And so most most of the transfer. And those guys went for pretty cheap. I mean, Ronaldo we got for what? I think it was 16 million plus add-ons. Yeah, 18 plus add-ons. Yeah, 18 plus add-ons. Sancho we got for 80. Varan we got for another 30, 40. Yeah, these yeah that plays a major role, and now we're seeing similarly, uh, Mbappe to Madrid. He has, I think, a year left on his contract, and so he's able to push for a deal, a uh, push for a transfer. Although he's still quite expensive, I think it's coming about. There's the, a the rumor that there's a uh, bid 170 for 160 million 160-170 million, yeah. million But the fact it's because of mainly because of this. Contract uh, expiring that he's able to, and him rejecting further contracts from PSG that he's able to push for a transfer, and Madrid are able to possibly bid.
0: Yeah, that yeah, I agree. The, the whole contract thing is very important, I guess. And I did say the contract. So even for Jack Grealish, he had a clause in his contract where he could leave for a Champions League club uh, if someone played paid the buyout clause of 100 million if Aston Villa were not in the Champions League. So that, again, the contract was important. The only signings that I can think of, uh, which are not contract dependent, I mean, like contract dominated sort of, were those of Lukaku and Hakimi. Uh, but they have left Inter who are in need of money for right. other reasons. So, yeah, it looks like it's a sort of uh, But Hurricane should next time uh, get his contract made uh, from someone apart from his family, maybe, if he... <laughs> did want a very good move.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's it's quite sad for Harry Kane. He, he is a brilliant player. Yeah. And, and he's twenty eight. Like, not... yeah. 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 And, and it's unlikely that will
0: it's unlikely that they'll win much anyway. Yeah. This season.
1: Hmm. Yeah, wise it might be good. I mean <laughs> Son and Kane they have a good combination. But yeah. And Mbappe, do you think he's being stupid to leave PSG when they're getting such a brilliant team?
0: Yes, obviously. I mean, he's going to be at PSG where some of the highest quality players are right now. Although, a few of them are kind of old. Messi is kind of old, Ramos is kind of old, but the rest of the team... I mean, Neymar is also nearing 30th. But the rest of the team is pretty young and dynamic and he's like the spirit of the attack. It's not even like he's going to be sidelined. He's not going to get minutes and things like that. So it's yeah, it's kind of odd that he would want to leave. He, I don't know, maybe he just loves Ronaldo and he wants to follow on his path. And Real Madrid have just, I don't know, what kind of a romantic image
1: uh,
0: Real Madrid have created that he wants to go there. So do you think there's
1: a chance he'll come to United?
0: Uh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, Actually you, you never know. Yeah, you never know later you on in know. the years.
0: Yeah. I mean, if yeah. if he really wants to leave France, the best team in France right now… A where a-
1: not even just France. I think one of the… probably building one of the best teams in Europe itself. Yeah. It's kind of odd. Or a Madrid that is failing.
0: Rebuilding. Let's be kind.
1: <laughs> Rebuilding yeah so you never yeah, it's know odd. maybe later on in the years
0: yeah things may happen maybe things will change by then maybe Leopold will get more money to spend maybe he'll go want to go to city and things like that but uh, yeah whatever i mean it's kind of odd that he wants to go to real madrid and right now
1: but right now are... he wants to go to madrid right now yeah despite all the transfer that psg have done made but yeah his choice will be at least a week of PSG side.
0: Yeah, and maybe it, it, it's there's something going on in the background which we don't know about. Yeah. Maybe he's just being offered a huge sum of money. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's another. I think his previous move was also 200 million or so. Was it more? I, I don't, don't know. remember. Yeah, This is another 170 million, sort of 160, 170 million move. And it looks like Real Madrid want him desperately, just selling left, right, centre just to
1: get him in, so maybe that's another pull. For Real Madrid, it is. would make sense, though, for Real Madrid it makes a lot of sense to get a player like Mbappe at such a young age, to yeah, someone but... who would, who they can centre the team around. Madrid, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense for Mbappe in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know, even for Madrid, maybe they're better off buying two players of that mold.
1: Maybe. But I think yeah. they also have to look for the brand value, right? That's true. They've had huge names throughout, and now yeah. who do they have? So they Hazard. need somebody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they need somebody young and someone who can just increase their brand value by a lot.
0: Yeah. And maybe they'll go for Haaland next season and then have both yeah, of
1: them. Yeah, possibly. I think now City cool. are also in the back in the race for Holland. United yeah, could be.
0: Yeah. Another see. knock-on effect which Ronaldo can have. Yeah. Okay, and talking about knock-on effects of Ronaldo, Ahmad Diallo
1: leaving to Fiorent on a loan, probably. Yep, that's good for him. I think he's very young, very unlikely to get many regular playing time. I think that makes a lot of sense for him.
0: Yeah. I think he will uh, the Dutch League will be a good stepping stone to uh you know c- come back and make an impact at United. I mean it's it's not definitely not uh, a move where United are saying go and uh, advertise for yourself and find another club. Yeah. We're giving a chance. It's it's I think it's definitely a case where Diallo is being sent out to get ex- minutes and come back.
1: Mm.
0: That's yeah. It's a good move and hopefully gets regular game time and comes back. Yeah. And challenges and for places soon. Sooner rather than later.
1: Yep, and he's he's a nice player. He's a very likable player. He, he's he's uh, he's very talented, skillful, so I'm yeah. sure he will do brilliant in the Dutch league. Yeah, hopefully. And other loans from United Brandon Williams to Norwich. And Andres Pereira to F- Flamingo. I don't even know which team Flamingo is. Where are they from? Sorry,
0: it's Flamingo. I've missed Flamingo. It. And that's in uh, the Brazilian league.
1: Oh, he's gone back to
0: Brazil. Yeah. Also, okay. <laughs> the player was uh, from Nottingham Forest. Uh-huh. His name is James Garner. So he was there last season as well, playing in the championship. He had a very good loan over there, and he's back uh, in the championship. I think uh, he's a centre midfielder, uh, sort of a defensive midfielder. uh, Scored a couple of goals as well from outside the box. And uh, he's one player who United fans do think will uh, come back and challenge for the first team. Uh, That remains to be seen. But uh, I think I would have hoped that he played for a lower sort of uh, Premier League team. Kind of like what Brandon Williams is doing right now. Because Nottingham Forest finished I think, very low in the championship also last season. But mm. yeah, let's see
1: how that develops. And Brandon Williams to Norwich, thoughts?
0: Yeah, that's a very good uh, uh, move for him. Uh, whether it is so that he can advertise for a future permanent move or whether it is so that he can come back and challenge for the United First team. Uh, getting experience in the Premier League itself is very good. He did make yeah. a mistake yesterday, though, which led to um, them now. Which conceding the first goal, but uh, yeah, I, I I hope he'll fight back, and I think he does have the fight in him to fight. Yeah, back. I'm
1: sure. I'm sure he will. And again, another United youth product, so have a soft spot for him. I think he will be able to fight for a first teams spot there and you know, gain the experience. Although I'm a little sort of afraid now because uh, we are about to possibly lose Diego Dallo as well. So we don't have anybody else who can play in the right back position other than uh, Van Bissaka. So, but apart from that, he will definitely get a lot of minutes and he will be, you know, you know, you never know. He might be a possible FPL signing, as
0: well, at formal. Yeah, year. at formal.
1: Yeah, or I mean, FBL, there's always, sure always an option
0: to call him back if uh, these loans, I, I'm not sure if how exactly they're structured, but there have been cases where United you know, call back players from the loans early, right? But that can happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it may leave a shot at you, right? At the same time, uh, players like Eric Bailly or Victor Lindelöf can also fill in at right back if there is an emergency, which we obviously that, don't want to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, hope that such an emergency does not arise that we play them at right back. Yeah. Do you think Dan James could play at right back? Yeah, probably. Although defensively, I don't know. He's not. He's just not physically strong. But yeah. Yeah. And another another transfer possibly, likely transfers Diego Dallo to Dortmund. They are looking for an, a loan with what's the word to buy, obligation to buy. And yeah, I think that makes sense, but that's something that we've been trying to do, get rid of him for a while now. And, but now suddenly when we do not have any right back options, it's it, sounds, it seems a little scary. But I think if we don't do it now, then we might never be able to get rid of him.
0: the, the I think the problem here is that he's just about the same age as one bissaka uh, the kind of age at which you would want uh, players playing and developing and things like that. It's not that he is two, three years younger, say an 18, 19-year-old who comes on for a while, but then the first team gets some minutes. It's not that he's in his late 20s or in his 30s where you he'd be okay with a sort of bit part role. But it does seem like he has he has talent, uh, and I think I also read that uh, United will only let him go if uh, they sign a replacement for him, possibly a last-minute push for someone like Trippier. Although it's doubtful now that board seems to have saved. Yeah,
1: and I think forty million for seems quite a lot.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, Dalot in the present market may also go for that price, although Dortmund may not be willing to pay as much that much
1: for a defender. No, I think they were looking for, United were looking for $5 million for him. Is it? Oh, that seems yeah. very, very low. That's incredible. OK. And he did decently well at Milan, right? Milan, that's where he went last yes,
0: season? Yes, he was at Milan, yeah. He did well at Milan. Yeah,
1: so. It's a bit of a mystery
0: why he doesn't get as involved. He can play on the left as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is quite a mystery, quite a mystery indeed. Yeah. And I think the last transfer that we have listed here is William to Corinthians. Yeah. Where is Corinthians?
0: Yeah, Corinthians is also in Brazil. So back to oh, his native.
1: And uh,
0: it sounds like uh, some journalists were reporting that William is going to take a pay cut. And he's terminating the contract himself, I guess. So he doesn't have to be paid the extra. I mean, w- whatever the finances are. Basically, that William uh, William is uh, taking the pay cut, going back home, and and also making sure that it's the cost is like uh, not borne by the extra cost is not borne by Arsenal. Uh, so that's nice of him, and it looks like his tinted in Europe and in top flight football. Uh, is coming to an end, with all due respect to the Brazilian League. It uh, really doesn't have the attraction of the European leagues. And uh, yeah, that's that looks like Arsenal are yeah. getting people out of the books, finally. Yeah, it make, I
1: think it makes sense for both teams. To
0: yeah.
1: Both teams, as in both teams, as Parties, well as the players. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for transfers. Oh, and you were talking about pay cut. I'll just mention that even Ronaldo is taking a pay cut, almost 120,000 per week. So, yeah, that's yeah. also there.
0: I'm sure he has some other uh, commercial add on something, something,
1: which he gets. Yeah, I for. mean, <laughs> he's probably earned quite a lot. And you know, he said he also. He, another reason why he wanted to move was to for his family, for his child, to for their education, children's education. How oh, interesting! And, and did you know that uh, his uh, one of his boys, he played for the under nines, and uh, apparently he went to under nine, and apparently he played, played around thirty, thirty-five games and scored around fifty goals. Wow. So that was a meme that, or oh, we have a young Ronaldo coming for the youth of United as well.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, Kai Rooney is also playing for the United Youth
1: team. Yeah, yeah. So Rooney and Ronaldo We're back. We might see Kai Rooney and the young Ronaldo play together. Who knows? Yeah.
0: And hopefully they have the same impact. When is the trophy. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on next to the what happened before the Ronaldo signing at the start of the week at the start of the roller coaster when it all went down, and uh, mm-hmm. that is Southampton one, uh, and Man United one. In uh, the XG shows Southampton had fewer chances. Of uh, they had an XG of 0.8 and United had an XG of 1.5. Uh, two goals in the game, both scored by United players. First from the Greenwood. In the 50th minute, and but before that, Fred had scored an own goal uh, from a what the commentators would call a wicked de- uh, deflection on the 30th minute. And uh, the possession was mostly dominated by Man United in the game. Uh, they had about uh, the double uh, of the passes which Southampton made, <clears throat> and a lot more shots on target, which is. Uh, Not on target, a lot more shots uh, uh, than Southampton. But uh, yeah, not enough to get the second goal and not enough to win the game.
1: Uh, What did you feel about the game? So I mean, we can start with the first goal. The first goal was uh, the point where Bruno lost possession. what do you think? Do you think that, what? What is your opinion? Was that a foul? Was that not a foul? It is probably a foul.
0: But yeah, I don't like to talk about such things. I mean, I
1: please. think it was, a, yeah, I think it was clearly a foul because he came from behind. You could see his hand also pushing him. And if this is not what VR is going to stop, then what is it going to stop? Right? I get you are trying to create a smoother game and reduce the dependence on VAR, but this is what VAR is there for. So That was a little disappointing. And because Bruno, he was protesting and he got a yellow card as well. And I think Fred also, that was a really bad place for him to simply put his foot. Just for the sake of putting his foot. He wasn't really going to block it clearly. He was definitely going to create a deflection. And if it wasn't for the deflection, then... It's just clearly off target because that's where it went to him, the only goal, the goal went to him. It would have been a lot easier for De Gea to save. So yeah, I think yeah. that first goal was just quite sad. Then, you know, we found it difficult to get back. I think uh, the Pogba was the one who assisted the Greenwood goal. I think that was a good uh, player up to the Greenwood goal. The Greenwood shot, obviously, I mean, it wasn't that great, but it did the job. And I think that was when uh, we suddenly got a real big boost. And I think the 58th minute was when, uh, Sa- when Sancho came on for Masha. Martial. Martial had a very poor game. I was really disappointed. And I think there were periods where Greenwood was playing in the middle and it looked a lot better when he was playing at up top. And once Martial went off, Sancho came on and he was playing down the middle. For the next 15-20 minutes, we played really well. And Sancho also, he really gave the team a boost. And there was a few chances that were created during that period. And it looked like we were definitely going to go ahead and get the second goal. I'm sure that's that's probably when we accumulated a lot of our XG. And apart from that, what do you think of the other substitutes that he made, that Ole made? He brought on Lingard and McTominay.
0: Yeah, so McTominay was the other change which uh, Ole had made. The first one was obviously having Martial on for Dan James and Matic was on for uh, McTominay. And, yeah, I mean, after... That sort of excellent move for the goal for the Greenwood goal. It did seem like some momentum was being gathered, but then just uh, sort of fell kind of flat again. And from the beginning of the game, we saw the uh, the kind of things that Southampton were doing. They were they had a very they were very uh, compact in the middle, so they were forcing the ball out wide uh, to the likes of Van Bisaka and uh, Luke Shaw, and then. They would just press that that would be like the pressing trigger and they would press and then it didn't feel like united had too many passes and it, there were not many strings of passes going on there were no patterns which i mean i'm not saying that i, I look at the patterns and i see what exactly happened what exactly happens what i mean is it doesn't seem like uh, i don't think there were many, you know, ten plus sort of passes together. Mm. So it was like as if Southampton were, like you know, creating a sort of choking. They were not allowing the play to develop basically, and because of that, there were a few instances I think which where we lost the ball up top as as well. And uh, the first goal, the Fred own goal, was also kind of that where. Bruno was in a sort of deepest position. I think it was in our half, closer to the uh, halfway yeah, line, went. yeah, and it was no, their center
1: back deep into our half yeah, yeah, and it
0: was their center back in fact who came and pressed and got the ball off Bruno. It, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it's probably a foul uh in most cases that is a hundred percent a foul, right but I don't know it, it's just referees uh, trying to adapt adapt to something new. Trying to do something new, uh, all that sort of thing, uh, and Bruno's kind of slight, slight kind of reputation where he falls down a little easily, etc., yeah. etc. That, that's kind of played into the decision. But uh, yeah, what I was saying was, it didn't get you know a, a hold of the game at all, and yeah. uh, Southampton did what they wanted to do, uh, press a little high, try and work from there. And, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, it was just so disappointing. I, it, towards end, it was like, I finished this game yeah, sort
1: of was, thing. After the 15-20 minute stint, where after our Greenwood's goal, like you said, you know, we started losing the ball a lot. Maguire lost the ball. And that was when Southampton almost got their second goal. De Gea saved it. He was one-on-one with the hand. and De Gea saved it. I think there were instances where Luke Shaw lost the ball at that time. I think Van Basaka also lost the ball. So the defenders were, they just, they just collapsed and they weren't able to move the ball forward. We were just losing the ball a lot. I think Fred also lost the ball a lot at that time. And another thing that really annoyed me were the other substitutes that uh, Ole made. your I mean, Sancho was a good substitution at a good time, you know. Marsha was definitely not doing well and you brought on Sancho and he we played well for the next 15-20 minutes. But you're, if this is not, we are 1-1 one, one, and if this is not the time you're going to bring on Donny Van Der Beek, then when are you going to bring him on? Because but bringing you're on bringing on for uh, Matic. Or instead of Lingard. So you're, you're bringing on McTominay, who is not fully fit, who was only supposed to be fit for 30 minutes. They are bring on Lingard, who's recovering from COVID, and and you're not bringing on Donny Van Der Beek when we need a goal. So you wouldn't you rather bring on a more attacking player than McDomine, who could make a difference up top when we need a goal. So uh, that's what I was thinking. If you if this is not when you bring on him, if this is not when you bring on Donny Van Der Beek. Then when you bring him on? So that's another thing that I'm really disappointed. That I was really disappointed about. Uh,
0: but uh, yeah. uh, did uh who did uh, he come on for? Uh, Lingard? I'm forgetting.
1: Lingard came on for... Did he come on for Pogba? No, no, he didn't come on for Pogba.
0: He came on for Fred.
1: He came and... on for Fred, you're right. Yeah. He came on for Fred and then uh, Pogba went back to the two yeah. with McTominay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Fred that... was playing bad. So, I mean, the... People that he took off made sense, but I didn't like the people that he brought on. No, but he but brought on Marshall, see, that made sense. Fred was having a bad game. Yeah. You see, if,
0: if he's um, brought on uh, Lingard for
1: Fred, that's an
0: attacking move, right?
1: Definitely. But then, so is bringing on Donnie Vanderbilt. And for you brought on who? McTominay instead of Matic. At that point, you should have thought of okay, let me bring on Der Beek. Lingard okay. was brought ah, okay. on later. Fred was taken off later. So instead of Matic, oh. at that point, it should have been Donny Van Der Beek who, I mean, uh, who came on instead of McTominay. because we needed a goal. It's not like we yeah. needed another defensive midfielder. Okay. Okay. And yeah, okay. and the, another thing with Lingard is that you, when you bring on Lingard instead of Fred, Pogba falls back.
0: Yeah.
1: So you know, you're putting Pogba in a defensive role. That's what. That's,
0: but I, that's like I, putting good. Pogba into a defensive role is still, I think, an attack move because he's going to uh, occupy his yeah, mean, not as bad. Sure.
1: sure. Yeah, not as bad. But I think, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that, if, like, when else would you use Donny van der Beek?
0: Then? Yeah, the only thing is, Donny van der Beek, his style of play, I mean, I don't know if we've discussed this before. Maybe we can discuss it at another time, but his kind of style of play is very different I don't know if he's still adapted completely to what United are and uh, bringing him on at such a time may not be as productive. I mean, he's definitely a player who would want to start from the beginning and play uh, in a sort of CDM role. That's where I think he will be able to succeed in this United setup. Or if we go to a four-three-three, he can be one of the three attacking midfielders uh, in front of the CDM. But not sure of what kind of a utility he will serve in such a time, unless you change the system. You don't move from a 4231 to a 433 or a
1: 4132 or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, during the time when we need a goal, I think that's when you do change your system to a more attacking system. So,
0: yeah, problem. So, why are
1: you speaking to any... He made a decision and we ended up... Yeah, so very disappointing game overall, basically. Yeah, it was should have done much better. So moving on to the PAB uh for this Southampton versus United game. Let's take a look at our predictions and how wrong we went. I think all of us went really bad. Quite wrong. So Yeah, all of us predicted United victories. And big yeah, and... At least B goals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But was not to be. Maybe that's why it was a lot more disappointing because we were expecting that United would, would win well. Yeah. yeah. Nevertheless, True. so Te- Tejas and I had predicted 3 nils, and Tejas had predicted Bruno to score a goal. I had predicted uh, Greenwood to score a goal, which I got right. Yep. Uh, and Sitich had predicted a 3 1. Sitich is the only one who thought Southampton would get a goal, and so they did. So they did. And uh, so that, that is one point less for him. And in the end, it was Shitej with two points, uh, me with two points, and Tejas with four points because of his extra point for predicting Bruno, which did not happen.
1: Yep.
0: OK. Yep. So there we are at Tejas being at seven points, Shitej at eight, and me at five. And yeah, still 36 games at least to go.
1: And mm-hmm. you want to put in the prediction for the next game versus Wolves? Yeah, so... You can change it later on when the lineup comes out, but for now, what is your initial prediction?
0: After looking at United in the previous game, looking at what Wolves have done, I mean, very briefly looked at what Wolves have done in the past couple of games, I would think an optimistic uh, a victory from a one-goal margin, so I'm expecting a 1-0 or a 2-1. So, I what you go for? Uh, I don't
1: know.
0: So, in this game, Varan may actually just start. So, i go right. for a 1-0.
1: Yeah. So, I think I I, I I'll I, my initial prediction is 2-1. But if Varan does start, then I think I might go down to a 1-0 as well. But yeah. I completely agree that I, I, we haven't kept clean sheets and we make one silly mistake and the opponent gets a goal. So if Varan starts, then I would love to be optimistic and go for a 1-0 victory for us. And hopefully we'll be able to keep a clean sheet and Varan is off to a good start. 1-0 is
0: not optimistic.
1: Though. I meant defensively.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> defensively optimistic in the sense that we don't Concede, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, thinking about it now, maybe I'd be tempted to go for a toenail as well, and look at the lineup and then decide.
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly 0 as well.
0: Uh, just getting my hopes up high unnecessarily. Again. Yeah, it's good to be optimistic. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I'm on. I'm on a similar prediction uh, thought as you, and for okay. Shitaj, I think uh, Shitaj we will. Get his prediction on WhatsApp. Yeah, for the game.
0: And, and are you going to try and predict any goal scorer? Oh, I'm scared after last game week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bruno. I thought Bruno was the safe option, and look what happened. Yeah, I think I would love to go for Greenwood again. I think Greenwood is very likely to score.
0: Yeah, yeah me go for Greenwood as well.
1: Yeah. Let's see. I, it also depends on whether Martial is starting. Where is Greenwood playing? I think I'll I'll, I'll, I'll decide yeah. based on that as well.
0: By the way, I, I also saw a stat somewhere which said that Greenwood scores more goals when he plays on the right than when he plays up top.
1: Really? That's interesting. His but I think chances are better. He started playing on the right when he started scoring. But now you can see a lot of change as to how he plays up front. And I think that's possibly because of what he's learned from Cavani because you see a lot of a lot of difference of how he plays up front. He makes space, he drifts around, he puts pressure on the defenders. He So I've seen a lot of change in the way he plays up front. So but because I think last season when he started scoring was when Cavani was playing up front and he was playing on the right. But mm-hmm. I think that's why.
0: Yeah, it could be in that, yeah, it could be either of those two. But either way, I mean, whether it's Greenwood off top of Greenwood on right, you would still think he like gets half a board. chance. And
1: yeah. yeah, if we give him half a chance, he's going to put
0: it in. Yeah. I mean, th- there's still some uh, improvement in finishing, which the stats say that he needs. Um, but you would still bank on him to create some chances and things like that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, talking about our opponents, Wolves, I've uh, just got a couple of a few stats over here. So they lost their first game 1-0 uh, to Leicester at Leicester, where they had an XG of about 1.1, uh, but no goals. And the second uh, Wolves game was uh, Wolves-Nil-Tottenham 1. So that was at Wolves at Mourinho. And Wolves there also had an XG of about 1.4 and uh, still could not score. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like they're creating chances. And I also looked at who is actually uh, consuming uh, so much XG, and it turns out to be uh, Adama Traore, who Uh has about 0.65 of these accumulated 2.5 XG. And it seems he is being slightly wasteful with his shooting. The right. second person after that obviously was Raul Jiménez, who had about 0.4 xG, and he still hasn't scored. I'm not sure about the deeper story behind that. Maybe it was just a, a few excellent saves by goalkeepers
1: or whatever. But mm-hmm. considering United's luck, and I think if they are able to accumulate such XP against us, I think they'll be able to score a goal.
0: Yeah, let's see. Let's wait and see whether Varan starts. I mean, there's just something which we can take into while
1: making our decisions. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the uh, Ronaldo chance for that game. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and definitely. I, I mean, it is at... I think it's away at it colts right? It's away. Yeah, so it's going to be the away fans who are probably going to be in full force. And uh, obviously, while watching the television, it kind of depends on where they've put the... Which side mics, which side whether it's closer to the end or not and things like that. But yeah, hopefully we capture those, uh we yeah. catch those. Uh, no, chance. Yeah. And sing along. I'll be singing along.
1: Yeah. For sure. And yeah. imagine when he does come, then the game he's likely to start his Newcastle at home. So yeah, that's also be incredible. But <laughs> <When he, not laughs> a long way after <laughs> the international <laughs> break.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I think uh, uh, Newcastle is the only team he scored a hat-trick versus as well. Oh,
1: wow. I think that was his last game against Newcastle was when he scored a hat-trick. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and uh, also a little more information on Wolves. Uh, They have a new new manager, uh, Bruno Lag, who has come in from Benfica. And uh, he's also Portuguese, so keeping the Portuguese traditions going at Wolves. I think they have eight players who who are from who are of Portuguese, descent, who are Portuguese of of Portuguese, Portuguese nationality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the squad. And uh, Bruno Lag is another one, who is their manager, comes with a bit of a reputation for attacking football. He won the league with Benfica in 2018-19, when. He took a charge of them midway through the season, uh, around January. Before that, he was mostly uh, an assistant coach and an under-23 coach for a long, long time, in fact. Probably about 15 years, until he was given initially the job as an interim manager, and then uh, after one game, after, I think, eight games after his first game, he was uh, given the managerial job full-time. So that's a mm. bit of last-minute reading
1: right there. That's also possibly why they're accumulating a lot of energy then, since he's known for attacking football.
0: Exactly. So. And uh, they had a lot of possession versus Tottenham as well. I think it was
1: around,
0: oh. um, I think it was around 60, if I don't mistaken. I forget, no? Oh, wow. But it does seem like they like the ball. And, but on the other side, uh, Nuno teams, uh, Nuno, the ex-fuls manager, uh, the, though his teams don't necessarily like the ball a lot, uh, so they kind of attack on
1: break,
0: break uh, counterattacks and things like that. Yeah, you're saying.
1: Yeah, saying that. So if we are facing such a goal that likes to keep the ball, I think that would be beneficial for a United team because yeah,
0: that's the kind of team.
1: do what they do best. Exactly. You know, break and counterattack and score. Yeah. So. You never know. Maybe this time we're predicting a 1-0 or a 2-0, maybe we we'll score 5.
0: <laughs> Could be. So, maybe 2-0 is a safe bet.
1: 2-0 <laughs> awesome. yeah. or 2-1, depending on our defense, who's starting.
0: Yeah. And in terms of transfers, Wolves, they've gotten a drink out from Barcelona on loan. They have uh, Ait Noori, who was uh, on loan last year at Wolves. Uh, that deal has been made permanent. They've also gotten Jose Sa or Jose Sa, I'm not really sure, from Olympiacos, the Greek league. I'm not, I haven't heard enough of him. So I, I don't know much about Trinka or Jose Sa much. Uh, but they have lost their captain and longtime goalkeeper, Rui Patricio,
1: to Roma, Jose Mourinho. To Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah, I think. What do yeah,
0: about, I mean, right now, the Wolves, I feel, is as if they are
1: th- not
0: that bad a team. I mean, they've lost to Leicester and lost to Tottenham, who are pretty good teams, but yeah. it could have been a lot worse.
1: Considering... They've lost, lost just 1 nil, so it's not, yeah. and they've accumulated a lot of XG. Yeah, they've created chances,
0: and uh, for a team that was supposed to be uh, attack minded, they haven't considered a lot, either. So right. good science for Yeah. What do you
1: think about uh, Ruben? Ruben Neves to
0: United? Yeah, Ruben yeah probably uh, would be a good move.
1: Yeah, yeah. it seems like Ruben so. Neves has been there forever, but he's only 24.
0: Yeah. He's been there, uh, I think, ever since uh, uh, Espirito Santos brought him in, in the championship. So that could have been around when he was 18, 19. That's why it seems like he's been there for a long, long time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He does look like a mature he, character, a mature yep. player, and worthy of a step up. I wonder, I mean, I wonder what what is uh, the hindrance. Whether it is Solskjaer who doesn't think he's good enough, whether it's something of somebody in the scouting team that doesn't think he's good enough, or whether United think they don't need anyone, I really don't know what's
1: happening. I think we do need someone who can who, the defensive midfielder, right?
0: Yeah, a ball playing defensive midfielder, oh, something okay. creative. Yeah. yeah.
1: Who knows? Yeah. They might see another agent Bruno <laughs> uh, contribution.
0: Yeah, then we'd also have four, about I think four. If we include Diego Dallo for Portuguese players, and for Portuguese players who play regularly for the national team setup, right?
1: Exactly, at least
0: are a part of the squad. I don't think Ruben never might see agent
1: Ronaldo also in that case, you know. Ruben Mm. (laughs) unlikely, yeah. I I think the two
0: days left for the transfer market to close, yeah. It's crunch time. Let's
1: see, I think if. Diego goers, then we'll need a right back to placement, but we also desperately need a CDM. So yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. We, we might not just, we might just not take anybody.
0: Right. And let's move on then to our FPL game week two scores. And, uh, I guess you did well again, you, I think, you walk work, work through your team and your transfer and
1: how your team did. Yep. So my team in game week two I got 81 points, which was pretty good. I think that's that was, that was, I'm really happy with the 81. Uh, my top performers there were Trent with 12, Simakas with 11, uh, Greenwood with Greenwood with 10, Antonio with 14, and Ings with 8. But unfortunately, I had really bad captaincy. I had captain Fernandez who ended up with just a single point because of his yellow card as well. and Oh yeah, even Rafinha got seven points. I had a performing defender on the bench so far with five, but I didn't expect him to be getting an assist or getting any attacking return. I knew they'd be conceding in that game. So, yeah, I think pretty decent. Even Sanchez, uh, the goalkeeper, came through with a clean sheet. So Overall, 81 points. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And, and I had, so yeah, I had substituted in Sar for Saka for that game week, and for this coming game week three, I have not made any substitutions. Okay. I'm banking on a substitution, uh, banking a sub, so that possibly planning to bring on Ronaldo for game week four onwards. I'll probably be getting rid of Ings if Ronaldo takes a forward position, and Ings and Fernandez for Ronaldo and maybe another midfielder
0: yeah i think that's fair that makes sense the prices of fernandez and ronaldo won't be too far from each other either yeah so that's and uh, i have a
1: 0.5 in the bank as well that's good yeah. yeah maybe you could even upgrade over Femi if you feel like possibly yeah because i think a midfielder i would probably go for i don't think there is any midfielder in the eight range that really is attracting me at the moment. Grealish does because he's getting a lot of minutes, but I think considering the fixtures that City have, I might delay that. So I might go for a midfielder who's in the six ranges of six and that would give me quite a bit of uh, extra money for upgrading player like obi Yeah, Yeah,
0: there really isn't much value at around eight nine considering the yeah. current fixtures. There are players like Havertz.
1: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, so. their fixtures, I think, are get better only after game week seven. And that's when you will probably move on from the United assets. So that'll give enough room to bring them in, that's bring true. the City and Chelsea players in. Well.
0: Yeah, I think the and team is shaping up to be good, and at least so far.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with the team.
0: And what was your overall rank after this, after after game
1: week two, around? I think I was was in the 100,000th itself, lower 100,000th. That's great. It's a good start. So how did your game week two go, Tharine? My game
0: week was okay, not as good as yours, but uh, not something I'm very disappointed by. A couple of uh, pressure points which were there, uh, kind of showed up again. Uh, Nacho, obviously, but uh, yeah, I think apart from that, it was fine.
1: I think Marres also was a little—I uh, won't say lucky, but yeah, he did—he didn't start, but he came on and he scored.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you can't be very disappointed with that. Yes, uh, yeah, you want more from someone who was priced at nine mil, but uh, yeah, I I guess it was fine. I I think the difference, the main difference between our teams was. Maris, uh, Greenwood, Ings in Archer,
1: and Ailing.
0: Yeah, I mean Ailing and Sar uh, are kind of similar. Saar, I would just say. One point, but yeah. Yeah, though those were like kind of punts. I, it, it Your Sar is something like my Smithrow sort of thing. Uh, it's like a cheaper player who you expect to get some attack returns. Yeah. But yeah, the main sort of. Uh, Disappointment was a. Nacho and uh, that is whom I moved out then from my team yeah. and to make sure that I could get uh, a- a. nacho out and get in Calvert-Lewin, I had to also get Mahrez out. So I started to chase a bit of uh, price rise and I think I made the move on
1: Tuesday. And avoid price falls.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Enacho was going down in price. I, I think it did go down on Tuesday itself in price. Yeah, And I'd already lost uh, value on him because of which I couldn't get in di- Calvert Loan directly. And uh, yeah, so Mare's is out, Enacho out. And then I decided to make a third chain, Smithrow out. And I decided to close. Because
1: price is also falling.
0: Yeah. I think it, it did fall as well, yeah, maybe course, late yeah. in the week. Yeah. And uh, so I decided to get in ben Rama and get on that bandwagon. Uh, Calvert Lewin, who I suspect will be the bandwagon for next week, and uh, Greenwood, who also, I hope, will be a bandwagon
1: after he bags today.
0: It, uh, I thought,
1: did you bring on Greenwood?
0: Yeah, I got Greenwood
1: for Smithroom smithrow then I had what about Ben Rama Ben Rama for Mares for Mares, right? So Ben Rama for Mares, Greenwood for Smithro, and uh Calvert Lewin for uh, yeah, so
0: yeah, I'd initially made the transfers of uh, Ben Rama for Mares and Calvert Lewin for Nacho, so I did have about some two mil lying in the bank and then. The will of
1: Smith price is reducing.
0: Yeah, so that kind of fit me again, and I thought.
1: Yeah. You know, it, I think it's a I, good move. I think it was a worth four point hit because I think Greenwood is a brilliant. Uh, because now your team looks amazing with all these yeah. players. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm, unless uh, the stacking options of uh, Kane. Uh, Lukaku, I don't think I will be taking uh, before game week seven, or Ronaldo come in. I think the team looks fine, and even yep. if I were to get in either one of Ronaldo or Kane, uh, then that could happen with another four point eight if I want to get them in, in the next game week. And yep. if Ronaldo is classified as a forward, then I could get them in for. But taking out someone like Fernandes, who I suspect will get some reduced points now that Ronaldo has joined. I think that's something we should discuss
1: now. Yeah, I mean, penalties. The main thing is penalties. It's very likely that uh, Ronaldo will be the one who would take the penalties instead of Bruno. He does for Portugal.
0: Yeah. So, and Ronaldo is about goal scoring, so he's not gonna get
1: let penalties go. Exactly. Yeah. He would have that power to ensure that he's the one who takes the penalties. And a lot of points for Bruno do come from penalties. And you know, Ronaldo he just he just gets goals. He just does some way or the other. So Yeah. I think Fernandez's points might reduce that way.
0: Yeah. That His goals may get
1: spread around.
0: And this there's a major
1: might get more
0: spreader,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but maybe not worth the 12 mil value which he has right now, yeah. Then agreed. So, you, you, you would also be looking to
1: get Fernandez out, yeah, definitely. Like I was saying, that I would probably, if you know, there's an assurance that uh, Ronaldo is going to start from the Newcastle game itself, I'm likely to. Switch from Bruno to uh, Ronaldo. And also, I would always planned for uh, getting rid of Ings after the game week three because it was just their first three games that uh, yeah. Ings really had good, Assemble had good fixtures and it paid off. He got a goal, goal and an assist. He got attacking returns in every game. So I think. That would be the perfect time to move on from Ings and yeah. So that's the reason why I was banked a transfer. I was initially thinking of getting rid of Simicas, but after Ronaldo news, that's when I decided, okay, I might as well just bank the transfer because I don't want to waste the transfer on a formal defender. I didn't expect to need the transfer when I was thinking of Simicas, but I'm glad that I didn't make the decision until near the end. I didn't make that substitution, make that transfer.
0: Yeah, you can also thank the person who
1: advised you against it. Yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We both yeah. give each other advice that works out yeah. sometimes doesn't.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, the, in the end, it's up to us to make the. Yeah. Uh, what we find logical. Right.
1: Right. And I think, I mean, our game 10 points is not that big of a difference. You were 71, 81. 10 points can easily be. Yeah.
0: It's essentially those f- two players,
1: Yeah. Mahrez and en- Enacho, kind of. Yeah, and now you have Calvert-Lewin who did really well this game week, so.
0: He did. He did, but he then I, I, I lost out the Calvert-Lewin points because I didn't captain Antonio. I don't know. Everyone yeah, I mean, seems to have captained Antonio. It's like I've missed out I on think... some memo where it
1: said, yeah, captain Cantonia this game week. And I mean, I this, if I just simply, I didn't even know that it was a thing that, you know, it's captaining at Tony a thing. But I just saw his other game weeks. He was getting attacking returns. Last game, he got 16 points. And now they were facing Crystal Palace. So I assumed that, yeah, definitely he's going to get some attacking returns at least. So I thought that was a definite go-to. And I was afraid of going for Bruno because I thought Wolves, you know, we might not be able to score too many goals considering how, how we played last game, week. So That's why I thought I thought Antonio was the safer bet than Bruno this game week. And it turns out that yeah, like you mentioned that if you missed a memo. Apparently everybody was captaining Bruno uh, Antonio.
0: Yeah. You'll say that now. With such a But confidence you never know Bruno had to be nice coming. Thing. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you never know. That would be nice. Because yeah, then, I've, then I've
1: lost,
0: like, I, at the start of game week two, I mean, at the end of game week two, I was around 800,000 rank. And now I'm 1.4 million. Wow. That's what it's cost me. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what's That's going crazy. on? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it does kind of mean, I mean, obviously, I have more players still left to play. Most of the players who would have overtaken me, would have maybe two or three players, whereas I have five players. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it, those five players that I have are from two teams. And if those two teams have an off day, then I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it'll be pretty, I think you have leads in common. Leads are facing Burnley, I think. They're possibly, and Ailing is playing right wing back. They're playing a five at the back. So That's what it I
0: shows. Don't trust what what other formations were. So, yeah, True. we did that last time as well, right? <laughs> it wasn't exactly yeah. the way Leeds it lined up. I mean, no, it's, I, sh- it's yeah. showing him uh, at left wing back, I'm sure, Dallas. Isn't that right?
1: No, I'm not sure. I, I closed yeah. it, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, possibly get a clean sheet and attack and return. United facing yeah. Wolves, I think, fine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and with regards to Shitij, Shitij had a uh, comparatively bad week, game week three. He got 45 points. He unfortunately benched Calvert Lewin, who would have gotten him seven more points. And uh, I think it was just, he had a few good uh, players. He had Greenwood, who played well, Ings, Rafinha but apart from that there are a lot of blanks from tony sala fernandez and guendia
0: yeah i think the big difference is uh, uh we had alexander Allen and semicas that's 23 points right. right there
1: and antonio yeah and antonio that's correct that's three big hitters no, 16 points three big hitters that he missed out on yeah
0: yeah, and benching Calvert-Lewin was also, I don't think it was very nice. Yeah, I think best, he yeah. has suffered again this game week because he had Gwendia on the bench, who was on seven points. This side. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got a goal.
0: Yeah. And I think Shitish missed a this game week um, because yes, he got a point as, yeah. Plus the 20, bonus,
1: and he brought in Simikas, so, right? Yeah. He missed the memo that Simikas is unlikely to play now.
0: Yep. Yeah, but I guess he will catch on slowly. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that, he that's also it.
1: captain Fernandez this game week. He got it's not a bad week for him so far. Yeah, Tony as well, Ings and Calvert-Lewin.
0: Yeah. It's quite not a strong too. front three. I mean, it wasn't until Tony had scored, but now it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not a bad start. Happy for Tony.
0: He's got past that zero mark. Yeah, that's good. Maybe become an option again. So what changes are you looking to make? I I mean, any fires you want to put out, apart from probably Inks, who you wanted to shift out anyway in Game Week week Uh, 3?
1: Are you worried about anything else? I'm only worried about maybe Ailing and Sufal West Ham don't seem to be getting clean sheets. Their defense seems pretty weak. And Ailing I'm let's I want to wait and watch and see how he performs against worse teams like maybe Burnley, let's see how he performed defensively against Burnley. Yeah. But Sufal he just out of the he's, yeah. He got an attacking return in one of the games out of the three. But they haven't kept any clean sheets. So five million defender I would probably expect more. Similar with Shaw. I mean he's not getting any attacking returns. He got two bonus points, but he's not getting any attacking returns and Probably now defensively with also. Ronaldo yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. But Ronaldo, yeah, so I'm yeah, let's wait and watch. Ronaldo I'm probably gonna bring him in. Yeah.
0: And uh, you're confident about Saar?
1: Saar, so I brought him in at a bad time. But I knew bringing him in, I knew that it was a bad time. So the two game weeks that I brought him in were Brighton and Tottenham. Tottenham this game week. He's on the bench. Yeah. But I knew that post that, he was going to have... There were much better games for uh, for the team. So I bring him in, I knew that I would play him for Brighton and bench him for Tottenham. And then, moving forward, I think he is possibly going to get attacking returns. So I'm going to wait and watch with Sar. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any fires that you want to put out? You did make three substitutions, so you put yeah. out a lot of fires last this game week itself.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I should hope that I don't have many others. but. Oh, uh, I guess uh, one fire uh, could be Ben White. Right. Because uh, with Simicast now not getting any game time, it's uh, kind of uh, me having two players on the bench who are not going to have good game time. So I need to make sure that whoever I have as my top yeah, you know, 11, 12 players, they are guaranteed minutes. Uh, so Ben White probably will come back next game week, but at the same time, even if he comes back, whether Arsenal are going to be able to hold on to, uh, I mean, not concede too many. And if Ben White is the preferred starter, because if things are this bad, I, I don't know if they'll be very confident about which centre-backs are starting in things like that. Yeah, so Ben White is one. And, uh... Yeah, if, uh, if Ronaldo, I mean, if Ronaldo, we do get news that he was uh, probably getting Ronaldo anyway. That's a fire you want in. Yeah. yeah. So either Ronaldo or Kane. But yeah, I prefer Ronaldo because he's just a machine.
1: Yeah, he's a. Yeah, attacking returns are very likely from Ronaldo. And I think Ben White, I agree with you. I think it's probably the best to get rid of him because now out of your five defenders, uh, you have Simakas who's not going to be getting any game time, much game time at least. And now Ben White as well, who is uh, game game time plus Arsenal defence. So that will leave you completely dependent upon Trent, Shaw and A-Link. But you yeah. would want someone to rotate Ailing with, or Shaw with, or, Fernand- or Trent with, depending upon the uh, fixture that's there for the game week. So I think definitely White is someone you should look to replace.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't think you can, I, I will be able to go for a top team defender because White is four point right. five. Uh, maybe a slightly weaker team with good fixtures to come. With yeah an idea of uh, i mean possibly attacking returns how how expensive is zuma
1: is he must be around five he's probably four point five or five yeah
0: yeah so, that, so something like that you know i mean some uh, some team with a decentish defensive record yeah mm-hmm. but also
1: zuma has five point five five point four yeah Yeah, Yeah, so
0: that's not possible. In fact, I've just checked, and then White is also dropped from 4.5 to 4.4. You could probably transfer him out because of the COVID-19.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's it then.
1: Maybe you could go for a a Duffy or a Liverman to something along those lines.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I have 0.5 in the bank as well, so I'm not very worried about that. But, oh, that's fine then. Yeah. Yeah. It it all kind of also depends on what price Ronaldo comes in at and at what position he comes in at. Mm-hmm. So, right. If uh, you know, I I have Ronaldo
1: to... might come in at fifteen million.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why the said that is because I sent him a fake. Uh, uh price reveal announcement which I found on Twitter. Yeah. And I and looked at that and I was like, what? what? That's not possible <laughs> but I was half excited and half scared. That's not possible fifteen million. Yeah
1: that's yeah.
0: I think it also depends on whether you'll be classified as a midfielder or a striker. The price. Right.
1: Strikers get I little... mean I don't think they'll go above thirteen million in that but is the max they can probably
0: yeah. for i sure. i wonder if they'll use the last time he was in the premier league 2009 uh, as a reference if he was classified as 12 then they will probably stick to that but he'll probably be classified yeah. as a forward this time
1: yeah i think he'll be classified as forward because even in the euros he was classified as a forward and also in i think the champions league uh, fantasy
0: yeah, but they are a little more loose with that. I think the Champions League is going to see. OK. I think so. Yeah, but uh, the the people at FPL are taking their time.
1: I think they're waiting for uh, his, I saw a tweet, they're waiting for his medical and confirmation et Okay. everything yeah. to be confirmed. And then they would make up, do a price
0: OK, OK, OK. OK. If that's the case, then it's fine. Otherwise, I was wondering whether they're having some deep discussions. <laughs> and they're very
1: confused and things
0: like that. Thing, I, I was actually wondering how, how they might be doing it. Whether they send around emails saying, Yeah, I would like this price, or they go into a Zoom call and be like, Yeah, I have to decide this price, this
1: price. I'm pretty sure they'd have a major discussion to figure out the yeah. price. Yeah.
0: And I wonder who does that. Who decides that? I, I mean, I'm sure they yeah, some must be some anonymous people, you know, even the uh, the people who decide whether, so for example, Fred scored an own goal the other day, and yeah. there are a set of people who are assigned, who are anonymous, who keep their identity anonymous, whether that is an own goal or whether that goal should be credited, credited to someone or something like that. So it's, oh. I think it's called a dubious goal panel or something like that. I'm sure there's some sort of a panel like the that. DGP. What? The
1: dubious gold panel. Yeah, the DGP. Yeah. yeah. I don't that's think they call
0: themselves that, but <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. A few sort of these indes- interesting things you can pick up even on forums like Red Cafe, where there may be match goers, and there may be people who are actually stewards for the games and things like that. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. I saw a, I saw a tweet from... uh am oh, forgetting names. The person who makes the announcements at Old Trafford. That typical oh, voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember his name. And... Uh, he tweeted out saying, "Welcome back, Cristiano! Uh, can't wait to announce your name at Old Trafford again."
1: <laughs> yeah, that that must be such an exciting thing to do. Yeah, to announce Cristiano Ronaldo back. Yeah. I'm sure he's as excited. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think I
0: heard a United podcast as well, the official United podcast, where he was one of the guests, and he was talking about how he speaks to people, and he researches how people want their names to be called. So, for example, oh. Ahmad Diallo likes to be called Ahmad only. That's what he has on his right. jersey as well. So, the kind of... And he, he also makes the announcements, obviously, for the whole team lineups and etc. Right? So, he needs yeah. to know how exactly each player wants his name to be pronounced.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. he he Actually, I don't know if you know, he also appeared in one of the episodes of Would I Lie to You? Oh <laughs> yeah, he was one of those guests. Uh,
1: Guest, yeah. yeah.
0: That that segment where uh, this is my yeah. That segment.
1: Oh right, right, right.
0: Yeah. He came on as a, an interesting job. Yeah. A very nice voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, very nice. Voice.
0: Okay, so that was our last bit of uh, random ramblings. Uh, yep. and we are done, uh, for this podcast. We will be watching the game tonight in about three hours time. And, uh, hopefully it's a United victory, a big United victory. Hopefully our bad predictions are way off and we get many more back points, but, uh, I think <laughs> the taste of victory is a lot sweeter than bad, bad than good bad, bad points. Nevertheless, uh, hope for three points. And see you again next week in the international break, where it will be kind of boring.
1: We might have a special segment.
0: Yeah, we might have a special segment. You never know, listener. You never know. Yeah. That's it from us for now. It has been uh, good speaking to you, Tejas. And thank yes, you again for pleasure. coming and speaking my thank pleasure, you sir. thank you and signing off is me tawin see you all next week